and welcome to an episode of Melanated and Educated. I'm your host, Destiny, and today I'm going to be talking about the Dating Plan series by Sarah Desai. Um, so yeah. Okay, this is like a slight forewarning. Um, I was listening back to this episode. This is future Destiny talking. This is future Destiny. Anyways, I was listening back to the episode and I kept saying the the name of the book for the first book of the series it's called The Wedding Game. It's not called The Wedding Game. It's called The Marriage Game. So if you want to look up these books after I finish talking about them, then by all means, please do. But know that it's called The Marriage Game. I'm very sorry for that. Um, but yeah, so back to, what is it? Regularly, regularly programmed scheduling. Is that what it is? Regular, back to the regular, back to the regularly scheduled programming. Okay. I hope you like it. Bye. First of all, let me just say that when I, oh my gosh, like, okay, okay, okay. When I say that I really, really, really liked these books, like, I mean that. And I have favorites. I'm not gonna lie to you, like, I really do. But I just want to get into it. So first thing, sir, is I didn't actually read them in order. I didn't know they were a series at first. I read The Wedding Game first, which is basically, it's like a fake, a fake relationship type story, which has really been my brand lately. Like, I read, like, a couple like quite a few recently and not even on purpose like they just keep coming up in my recommended so I'm like ooh, what's this and then I read the entire thing in like one sitting and then I'm like oh okay and then I end up looking back and like oh that was another fake dating or fake fiance or fake wedding which is like so interesting like I wonder if that says something about me like I don't know what it would say but I feel like that should say something like why are you reading so much of that but anyways um <laughs> though the Wedding Game series, well, The Wedding Game as a book is about a fake marriage between two people. But it's actually the second book in the series, so I'm not going to get into that one first because I want to go in order even though I didn't read them in order because I just feel like it makes it, 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 it would, it makes me feel better, okay? So the first book in the series is The Dating Plan and it follows um, this woman named Layla and Layla basically, she just came home from New York. She lived in New York for a while. But after a bad relationship she with a celebrity, she ended up going back home to her family. And so, yeah. So basically, she goes back home. Her parents own, like, a, a I don't know how to pronounce this. They own, like, a really popular restaurant. Like, it's a, is it Michelin? Michelin star? Like, basically, they have really good ratings. They're very, like, they're, like, a really good restaurant, right? So her parents own this restaurant. And she decides to come back home. Her father's like, you know what? That's okay. Because she quit her job and everything. Because she's moving across the country. So her dad's like, that's okay. You can rent the, the space upstairs. Because they have like an office space upstairs. Um, so he's like, you don't have to. I'll be able to for free. And then we find out that another person had already rented it. But he doesn't care. Because he's like, Philly comes first. I'm going to cancel it with the guy. It's all going to be good. And what ends up happening is her dad has a heart attack and so he's in the hospital for like most of the book and so he has a heart attack and he doesn't end up canceling it so the guy whose name is Sam doesn't find out that he was supposed to like nix the deal. So first like the first I guess the first meeting between Layla and Sam is not a good one. They butt heads and it's actually fun because they have like a balance of like Layla is starting a recruiting business because she went to she was working at a recruiting form recruiting firm in New York and obviously she quit her job after she left and so she's starting her own recruiting firm 
and Sam actually fires people for a living. And they both have really, like, interesting stories to me because they both face a sort of loss in their family, but it's a loss of two different things because Layla faces the loss of her older brother who was, like, the golden child, but also one of her favorite people in the entire world. And the reason that they even have the restaurant in the certain location that the that her family has it in is because of him, because he wanted to expand and make them like a big, you know, like family, like lean cuisine type boxes in the freezer at the grocery store type business because they were such a popular restaurant. He wanted to make them a corporation and he ended up passing, um, which is obviously like really hard for Layla and her family. Meanwhile, Sam, um, he has a different issue and Sam kind of, in the for most of the book, he refuses to acknowledge his Indian culture because he blames it for an accident, not an accident, but for an incident that happened to his sister. His sister was in an arranged marriage with a guy that everyone thought was pretty nice. You know, he was seemed like a good guy, but it turns out he was secretly an alcoholic and he ended up paralyzing Sam's sister after pushing her down the stairs. So Sam blames... Indian culture for having like the arranged marriages in the first place and he was like he basically just feels like well he blames himself more than anything but he feels like he doesn't he can't be a part of a culture that allowed this to happen not that they're like allowing abuse but like because of the arranged marriage happening he basically he doesn't he misses he misses his culture but he has this very like complex relationship with it because his sister is now paralyzed and she will never be able to walk again because of her husband and this arranged marriage. And so even though Daisy and Sam don't like each other at first, um, Daisy ends up finding a list of men that her dad secretly, so her dad secretly made her a dating profile on like Daisy's Find Love online or like .com or something like that. So it's meant for Daisy people to find love and you know what it's at. So it's like you send in like your resume, like I can do this, I can cook, I can clean, I'm good with parents, I'm good with this, and you know, you match each other. So he set her up secretly after Layla told her parents about the breakup. And so she finds it when he's in the hospital and she's like, if my dad doesn't make it, because for the most of the book, like she doesn't know what's going to happen to her dad because he's just, he had a bad heart attack and he's still in the hospital for a while. She's like, I don't want to have this be his final wish and I didn't fulfill it. So she has this list of 10 bachelors who her, her dad like rooted through and she's like, okay, cool, fine. I'm going to go on these dates. And Sam finds out and he's like, well, you can't go alone because of his overprotectiveness over his sister. Like he's really worried that, you know, someone could secretly like be just like his sister's ex and end up harming Layla. And so basically because of that, he decides he's going to be like, they decide that he's going to be the chaperone of her dates and they come to like I guess um they make a bet and so basically since they have to share this office space because the dad never went through with you know canceling the contract it's like so if Layla finds a husband like if Layla finds a husband then um then she'll leave the office but if but if Sam does something, then he has to go. I don't know what his end of the deal was. I just remember, like, it was, like, if Layla finds a husband, then she's going to leave the office. And so he was like, okay, let's get on with the dates. Let's go on and chaperone. But the thing is, obviously, because this is a romance, like, they end up falling for each other. And it's actually really nice because it's, like, they're going on these dates and he already doesn't like any of the guys. And he's like, no, you're weird. You're this, you're that. 
But at the same time, they don't really open up to each other because of their separate... Well, no, he doesn't really open up with her more than she doesn't open up with him. He doesn't really want to get too involved. One, because he wants her to leave the office because he has this job and, like, his partner is really mean and he doesn't want for Layla to meet his partner. But... It's also just a whole bunch of things. It's a myriad of things. Yes, vocabulary, vocab words. Yes, we see you, Destiny. I know, I know, I know. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, <laughs> but basically, because of his like trauma, I guess, of not being able to help his sister, he's very protective over Layla. And it kind of works, but it's also like bad because she doesn't always need to be protected. And he finds out that he was actually just hovering over his sister too because, you know... Um, Layla and his sister become friends and he's like, you don't need to hang out with her just because she's in a wheelchair. Like, it's fine. Like, she's fine. And Layla's like, no, like, you were hovering. She is this lively person and she feels like she can't be because your guilt is suffocating her. And so he has to learn to take a step back and actually acknowledge what's going on with him and his guilt because his sister is moving on and he's still stuck on getting revenge on her ex. He actually takes this case. I don't know how to call it a case, but basically the reason that he moved into the office that Layla's dad owns is because it's near the hospital that his sister's ex works at. And since he's a firing person, he wants to be able to access the records of his sister's ex in order to like see if they cover it up. Because... Basically, his sister didn't get any justice because the hospital, like, covered it up. So he's trying to get access to his records, the ex's records, in order to, like, serve justice. And his sister doesn't know about this, by the way, because she wouldn't want this. But, yeah. And he basically, Sam basically feels unworthy of his culture and of his family once he realizes that it's not his culture's fault. He feels like he doesn't deserve anything good because he couldn't protect his sister and he couldn't be a good big brother. And he couldn't be a good son. Like, all these things are going on in his mind. And he feels like he can't love anyone without protecting them. And if he can't protect them, then what is his purpose? And it's this whole thing. It's actually really, like, to me, it was really, it was a really good internal conflict. Because I feel like a lot of times in books, like, with romance, it's a lot of, like, I'm with another girl. Or I'm with someone else. Or, like, at least the books I used to read. I've been reading a lot of different books lately. I don't know if it's because I'm reading new adult instead of young adult or whatever. But... I've seen a lot of internal conflict, especially in this series, and I really enjoy how the author writes it. I think it's really nice and, I don't know, kind of beautiful in a way. Like, I don't know. It's kind of, I kind of rock with it. Um, but I really do like the author's writing because not only does she write, like, these incredibly, like, great characters and, like, they have real issues and they're fleshed out, but also not too depressing where it's not, like, a rom-com. Because these are, like, romantic comedy type books. And they actually are comedic. Like, I, I huffed out of my nose. Like, I don't really laugh out loud at books. That's not true. I do. But, no, no, no. I actually have laughed out at some of her books. Because sometimes she's just so silly and goofy. Like, in the third book, I was really, like, laughing for real. But, anyways. Um, Sarah Decides does an amazing job with having these two characters that are both kind of damaged. And, like, in their minds, they think they don't deserve love for different reasons. Like... Layla feels like because she's had such bad history with like her exes she just can't love and then maybe she'll find love in this arranged marriage and she'll make her father happy and so she's focused on that while Sam is focused on protecting everyone he can and he can't protect himself from falling in love with her and 
you know, like everything like that. So honestly, it's a really good book. And I made it seem so serious, but it is still like a romantic comedy and it does have funny moments. And it's also not, it's sometimes it's just like people can be sad and still have like good times. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know if that made sense. <laughs> but yeah, and so one thing I kind of forgot to mention that's important because it literally transfers into the second book is that Layla has a cousin slash best friend named Daisy. And she is actually a significant character in the first book. Um, Daisy and Sam hate each other, which is actually really funny. Daisy is helping Layla with her plan to find a husband, um, all of that jazz. And so the second book actually follows Daisy, which I really liked because I feel like sometimes in these sequels, I'm not sequels, in these series, I really like series where you can like have a standalone, but they're also interconnected. I think I mentioned that literally earlier in this episode, but that's my bad. Um... I really do like series like that, but also I really like I really appreciate in this series how it was very clearly connected and set up in the first book. Like they talked about they didn't say explicitly what it was, but they talked about how Daisy had like a support dog and she had a really dark time in her life. And that is a Max is the name of her dog, and Max is a still a big character in her own book and it just gets fleshed out more and it's like really nicely done. And it feels like the author actually planned this versus like you just bloop. You just did whatever and you're like, oh, I still have this character. I still have to do this. And my my editor wants me to change it to this. You know what I mean? Like, so it felt like really put together. And I liked how actually like connected they were. Because sometimes it's nice, like in Anna and the French Kiss series, like Lola and Anna were co-workers. So she's like my co-worker Anna and her boyfriend is he and you know what I mean? So like that's still cute. But I also just really like seeing both of their perspectives, Layla and Daisy and seeing like how they interacted and how they thought of each other. I didn't know that was kind of fun to me. It was like really fun actually. Um, but yeah, so at the end of the first book, the dating plan, obviously Layla and Sam get together. It's really nice. He starts embracing his culture more, which is really nice. And he starts healing, which is great. And throughout the book, you can actually see Layla growing into someone who's less of a shell of herself and more of a person who's independent and still cares about her family and can actually be rooted. And she just needed that community and she has it now that she has all her family with her. And it's just really nice. I don't know. I really like the book. I also really liked that the main characters are like very like just comfortable in their culture. I don't know. I feel like even when I read some books that are supposed to be like people of color it doesn't always feel like they're connected and it's i feel like this is this is low-key an attack on an author that i'm really digging right now mariana zapata why are all your books like none of them have any like none of them none of them show any sign that this person is actually in this culture you just say my dad is from this country I need more from you. And with the Sarah Desai books, I do get more. Like, I get these names. I get their favorite foods. I get the, I get their childhood. I get, like, their the scents that remind them of their home. I get these things from them. I get in their reactions with, in their interactions with their family. Like, certain things are just very cultural. Like, in my reactions with my family, my interactions with my family, that's, that's a very cultural thing. And so I like that you can actually see their culture coming through in all aspects of the book. And how it how it defines the character but also doesn't you know what I mean like it doesn't define you but it like kind of does you know so I think that's a really good like I just really like that and so yeah and like I said like I just really liked how the characters were all interconnected because the second book which is the wedding game focuses on Daisy and basically Daisy 
had Daisy does not like to commit. She doesn't commit to a job. She doesn't commit to a man. She doesn't commit to a place. And that's because basically her mom abandoned her and she's just very, very like scared of committing and then having someone leave her again. Or if she gets really invested in a job and then it's over, like they fire her. Like, so she just quits before it's too late. She works at startup, she helps them start up and then she goes. And it also is like a pattern for her for people to leave because of the person who's actually her love interest in the book, Liam. Liam was, uh, he was, okay. So Daisy had like a big crush on Liam for a long time, like when she was a younger person. And Liam was the best friend of Daisy's brother. And he was supposed to go to her prom, her senior prom, and he stood her up. And she doesn't know why, and she doesn't want to know why, and she doesn't want to ever see him again. But of course she does, or else we wouldn't have a story. So yeah, they go from like, she's he's not really her enemy, but like I want to say like, it's like enemies to lovers, Loki, because to him, they're, he doesn't want to be her enemy. He's in love with her from the jump. But to her, it's like, this man ruined, like, he didn't ruin my life. I'm still fine. But, like, he ruined my senior prom. Like, who does that? He just stands you up and then ghosts. Like, he literally dipped for 10 years. He didn't issue a sorry. He didn't do anything. Like, he just straight dipped. No one heard from him again. And he was very close with her family because he had a very like bad family situation so he was over at her house a lot like he was a part of the family and then he dipped and no one knows why at least for most of the book and the book was so good okay so basically Liam has to get married in order to inherit the family business because his grandfather just passed and his father didn't get the business because his father left the family basically Liam is Irish this doesn't really matter but it kind of does because it's like I don't know I just feel like it kind of matters um, Liam's Irish. His grandfather owned a distillery and his dad owned a, um, a car shop. His dad was abusive to his mother and to Liam and his brother. And so basically, like, Liam obviously didn't get along with his dad. His dad passed. And, yeah. So, um... Liam and his brother Brendan don't get along. Brendan is more on the dad's side. Like he has he has the dad's business. Liam's inheriting the grandfather's business, but he can't inherit the business unless he quote finds true love, which means he has to be married for he has to be married by his birthday, which is in like not a long time, in a couple months. And he has to stay married for a year to legitimize the marriage. Or that otherwise the the family business goes to his older brother who didn't really ever get along with the grandfather because he was kind of more on the abuse he wasn't on the abusive dad side but he was also just like he's very he and Liam are very different people and they fall on different sides of the family lines but it's also like Liam doesn't really like his family because he thinks that they just stayed silent um in the abuse of his mother so he just doesn't want to be involved with them at all and he feels like his brother Brendan never really helped him and that his brother Brendan like always kissed up to their father even how like even though they were like his father was very cruel to all of them so Liam and Brendan don't get along and so the last thing he wants is for the family business the actual family business not just the one that his father started the one that's been going on in their family for actual generations he doesn't want for it to go to his older brother because he feels that his older brother isn't deserving and his older brother plans on using it to demolish and save the father's business which is the car company or like the the mechanic shop or something like that um 
So Liam also has his own like demons to fight, you know, like a little damaged man after Sam, like, hey, um, Liam doesn't like feel deserving just at all. <laughs> Basically, because his father was abusive, he felt like he was worthless for a lot of his life. So he ends up building because he was a troublemaker as a high schooler. Um, but he ends up, you know, building this company, becoming a successful businessman that everyone respects. And he does this so he can feel worthy, so he can prove his dead father wrong. Like, he is worth something. He is worth, he is respectable. He is worthy. And so the reason that his dad even said those things is because he was jealous of Liam's relationship with his grandfather, the dad's father. Because, like, the grandfather respected Liam and saw him as more of a man than his father would have ever been. And so that's like a whole thing that comes into play later in the book. And Liam basically has a lot of problems with like leaving, like when he feels like he feels like he ruins everything. And that's the reason he left Daisy in the first place, which kind of like brings you back to like Daisy hates him. But she's tired. Okay, so she ends up they end up getting in their whole fake marriage situation or fake fiance situation. Ooh, whoa. That's how you know I'm talking too fast. They get into their whole fake marriage situation because Daisy's, like, aunties keep talking about her getting engaged, her getting engaged, her getting engaged. She's like, well, I already have a fiancé. And Liam's, like, the first person who walks through the door. <laughs> and so that kind of falls into place like that. And then they legitimize it. Not legitimize it, but they say they're getting engaged. So that way she can get the aunties off her back and he can get the, um, he can get the family business. And so we find out why Daisy got stood up at prom, why Liam left. And it's because he was actually looking out for her older brother. He wanted to go to the prom and he didn't know at the time, but he could kind of tell something was off. Her older brother was supposed to drive him, but he was high and he crashed the car and he was meant to go to med school. So Liam took credit. Uh, he was also in a stolen car. Um, so Liam took the fall because he didn't want his, he, he didn't want Daisy's brother to go to jail. So he ended up going to jail and he was so ashamed at the idea or the thought of disappointing Daisy's family and Daisy that he couldn't face them after that. And he just thought it was proof that he ruined everything. And so he ghosted for like 10 years. So, I mean, I don't know. That's kind of like legit. Like, that's kind of a good reason to me. Like, are you stupid? Yes. Because my family loves you. Like, they wouldn't just let you. Like, they don't think any less of you because of your family or because you looked out for my brother. Like, that whole thing was stupid, but, like, in a good way. Like, it gave me a buzz because it was like, oh, you're really dedicated to the family and to my girl. That's how I know you low-key deserve her because you're willing to risk it all so that way her brother doesn't go to jail. Okay, okay. Yeah, I'm in love. Um, Liam was, like, he was so in love with Daisy the whole book. Like, it was giving, it was giving. It was giving me buzz. That's what it was giving, Okay. They had so much chemistry. It was great. It was actually the first book I read in the series when I said I thought it was just because they work as standalones, you know. And so I was really excited when I found out there were other books because this book was so good. I'm missing like key details. I can feel it. But it's also like this book. Mm, just delectable. Just delicious. There's something in how he appreciates her culture because he's a white man. He's mm, mm, mm. I'm sorry about that. He's a white man very much. I think you might have gotten that vibe from when I said Irish, but there are other Irish. There are other races that are Irish, but you know what I mean? Like Brendan, redhead. I I promise you. I promise you. I <laughs> But yeah, so um there's something in the way he appreciates her culture and he's like, "You can have your dream wedding and I will just do what I need to do." 
and how he's not like weird he's not like weirdly fetishizing her either he just appreciates her and her culture and her family and he's just good he's just so freaking good like oh my gosh like you put crack in this book for real like there's no reason for it to be this good with a love interest this good with chemistry this good with comedy this good like and i'm watching me hype this up and then whoever's listening to this decides to read it and they're like that was straight trash I would be so embarrassed. I would be so bamboozled. My feelings would be so hurt low-key. But, you know, it's okay. Because to each their own. Um, be kind of awkward, but it's okay. <laughs> um, I really like the... Ooh. Whoa. Destiny, can you talk? Can we speak? Can we have a moment of peace and serenity? No. We can't because I'm still talking. Um, I like how Daisy and Layla still have a prominent relationship in the second book, too. It's not like, oh, we just fade out. Um, I just like the whole thing. The book was really great. I feel like I'm giving away everything. I probably am because I always do, but I'm just saying this book was really good. There was like some really, there were some scenes that maybe I had to step back because I was like, well, you're like in love for real. Like, this is not like a joke. Like, we're, we're really dedicated. We're really doing this, huh? Like, we're really, oh, okay. Oh, okay. I don't know. It gives me a buzz. It gives me a buzz. It gives me good vibes. Um, Anyways, this book was amazing. It has so much self-growth for the both for the both of them. I feel like it was more obvious the growth that Daisy and Liam had versus like Layla. Like Sam had growth clearly. But like Layla still was like because Layla was never like a very timid and meek character. Like she was kind of a shell after her breakup, but like you could still see the parts coming together, like, but it wasn't as obvious, I guess. It was more like I don't know. It was more subtle, which isn't a bad thing. It was still a really good book, but I feel like I like how you could visibly see Daisy changing in her mindset and her, and just her everything. And so I was really, I really liked it. 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 Did I mention I liked it? Because I liked it. Because <laughs> I liked it a lot. Um. So yeah, the third book is my least favorite. And it wasn't a bad book at all. It was just not as connected. Like, the main character's name is Zara, and she's not as connected to the other two. Like, even though they're cousins, they, she was never referenced in the first or second book, and I feel like that upsets me, because how are you going to have such a great relationship and great reference with between the first and second book that shows you clearly planned it, and this one feels like we just we just pulled that out of nowhere. We just we just pulled her out of thin air. Did I like Zara as a character? Yes. And I liked her I liked her relationship with Jay. I did like Jay. I thought it was nice how he had the urge to protect her, um, and how he's pretty protective and how she took care of him because he had never really been taken care of before because he was so worried about everyone and he wasn't focused on himself. I really liked their dynamic. I did the only thing is it didn't give me as much of a it didn't give me as much as a oh my gosh. It didn't give me as much of a buzz because I wish that they had kind of built up her more. Like, have have Zara mentioned, like, Daisy was mentioned. Like, Daisy was clearly a built-up story. Like, they had some foreshadowing in the first book. And they had this perfect pacing in the second book. And I feel like in the second book, you could have mentioned Zara's name. In the first book, you could have mentioned Zara's name. Because in the third book, like, you mentioning Daisy and Layla just feels like, oh, we have to connect them somehow. It's not my favorite. It was still a really good book. And if I had read it first, I would have probably loved it a lot more. But I didn't... And I wish that they had more of a connection versus just like, oh, I'm going to their weddings. The third book, by the way, is called The Singles Table. And so basically, Zara is, con she's always single. And she is actually a matchmaker, like in her family. She matches people up at weddings. And she decides that she's going to match Jay up with someone. 
And so she ends up falling in love with JJ, ends up falling in love with her. But Zara feels unlovable because she's a child of divorce and she feels like love is always going to fall apart. And she's scared to have it come together, um, which leads to her running away a lot. But, you know, Jay chases her. <laughs> um, this book was fun. It was not as, for me, it didn't hit as hard. But it was still a really good book. Um, there's... I don't know. Like, I liked it. And it was cute. And, like, the plot had the same, like, aspects that I really liked in the first two books. Like, it had everything that needed to be there. And it was still good. Like, I'm not going to say, like, oh, it was copy and paste, cut and... You know, it wasn't nothing like that. It was good. It had the nice aspects that I liked in the first two books. It had the same writing style that I liked. It made me actually laugh. Like, I huffed and then I actually giggled because of some of the jokes in there. I thought it was a fun book. I did like Zara. I did like Jay. Um, but it just wasn't my favorite book. You know what I mean? Like, it was good, but it wasn't my favorite. My favorite book definitely had to be The Wedding Game. But The Dating Plan comes in such a close second. Like, it's actually ridiculous. Um, and then... Um, the singles table is last. <laughs> I think it's funny how they're like in the order that I read them in. Like I wonder if it's just like I'm biased from reading um the wedding game first. But honestly, I don't know. I don't care. They were all really good and I'm kind of obsessed with them anyways. And in a couple of months I'm probably gonna reread them. I really did like them. I like how they were connected, even though the third book kind of was like not and it bothered me. Like it was connected because she literally like was at one of their weddings, but like you, you notice that silence, right? Because I'm just, I'm just, no, no. It just didn't work. It didn't work. But, I mean, overall, they were, it was a really good series. And I'm not sure if she's going to make more in this series or just have, like, a new series. Either way, um, overall, I just really liked how all the girls were, like, different. But they still had similar issues. And you could see their family dynamics. And you, like, see how they all interact with characters that you've seen throughout the, all the books. But you see how they act differently. And it's, like, really fun, actually. And, you know, like, I don't know, I haven't read a series, like, a full series that wasn't, like, fantasy, like, in actually a while, like, a hot, a hot second, a hot minute. I've been on, like, the standalone, like, single, only me train, like, I might read by the same author, but they're never, like, I don't ever read the series. So it's just, like, the first series, like, full series I've read in a second, which is kind of fun, like, that's kind of cute, like, oh my gosh. Especially that isn't like, like, dis like, because the last series I read was, oh, I don't even know. I don't even know. I think it was the Shatter Me series. I think, because I reread that last year. No, 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 no. I read the Red Queen series for the first time. I didn't read the whole thing because I got bored. I read the first three or four books. I think I was, it just started getting stale. So I didn't finish. But yeah that was the last series I read and that was definitely like last summer like that wasn't even like fall time like that was a good like that was a while ago so yeah this is the first series I've read the first series I read this year but the this is like the first series I've read in a while it did not disappoint I, I really liked it um I don't know I hope she comes up with more books and if they're connected that's great if they're not that's great too because I could love to see some new characters like I don't know that'd be fine um overall I really like this book I liked how the culture was connected I liked how it was prominent in their lives but also like not the only thing it's not like they're it's not like the author was trying to teach you it was like this is my life I'm living my life I'm eating these foods I'm doing these things I'm wearing these clothes and this is my life it's not like certain 
I don't know an example like in a book, but like Blackish like teaches you about black people. Like it's a it's it's a magic school bus type show. It just is. It's the way the narration explains things. It's it's clearly not meant for this audience versus this book is a lot more relatable in the sense that this is just someone living their life. Even if it's not my culture, I can acknowledge like I can recognize the cultural connection and I can still relate and feel like comfortable like just reading and chilling. You know what I mean? Like it's not trying to teach me like it is because I like look stuff up. I'm like, oh my gosh, I want to try that. I want to do this. I want to. I want to try this food. I want to, you know, like go to this place, but it's also not like, yes. And in, in, in 1649, the empire, like, you know, like, <laughs> I feel like sometimes I'm really tired of shows that are sp- like advertised or like media that's advertised for a certain race or culture. And it's actually, it's actually meant for white people. So they can actually learn about that race or culture. Like, shush, just stop talking. I don't want it. But yeah, so this book series did a really good job of not doing that and not bothering me. So that's fantastic. I love it. It was really good. I really liked it. It was really cute. They had a lot of chemistry. They had good writing. It was funny. Hee hee ha ha. I really liked it. Um, I said that a billion times. But I just want you to know that. Like, it was good. Like, you should read it. You should read it. You should read it. You should read it. But yeah, that's all I have to say. So thank you for listening. And here is my outro. Thank you so much for listening to an episode of Melanated and Educated. If you'd like to hear or see more of me, you can follow me on my social media at the handle DesLilBoo. D-E-S-L-I-L-B-O-O. That's DesLilBoo. And you can also continue to listen to episodes of this podcast. Once again, thank you so much for listening and I hope you enjoyed.